Bush and Richie here with the first Home Time Show podcast of 2021, welcoming you. Hope you had a brilliant Christmas and New Year. Back to back to basics for 2021. Back to the usual thing that we get up to, which is talking about nonsense. And just before we started recording this, uh, Richie and I were having uh, quite an elaborate conversation about the quality of uh, Gino De Campo's pizzas <laughs> from Iceland. Unfortunately for me, it's a very one-sided conversation because you've had them and I haven't. And you're raving about them. Uh, I don't know where my nearest Iceland is. I I want a part of this. Well, this is it. Iceland have have had a right turnaround, I'd say, in the past few years. It's now an amazing place to go and have a shop. The one down the road from us is superb. We're always getting bargains from from there, including not just Gino De Campo's pizzas, but also Greg's Sausage Rolls. Frozen sausage rolls, stick them in the oven. They taste just like actual Greggs. You need to find where your nearest Iceland is right now, Richie, to get to get in on this. Okay, well, this I mean, I've I've just gone into Google. Where is my nearest Iceland? I've got some results. Uh-huh. Um, this is only going to mean anything if you live in Hertfordshire. So I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> Very specific could, content, niche content here. I could either go to Welling Garden City, or Hoddesdon, or Harlow. Uh, so I think okay. I'm going to have to have a look at the latest COVID regulations and work out whether it is legal for me to travel to either of those places just to get a Gino de Campo frozen pizza. It's worth it. Listen to tomorrow's podcast to find out the next thing that's going to happen. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, So the first show back after Christmas and New Year. It's much like when you were back at school, particularly primary school, or to be quite frank, back in the workplace, that first day back. You want to go in, you want to share with your your classmates, your workmates, what you got for Christmas. So Bush and I are operating a home-time show and tell this evening. Stand before the class, uh, one item that you were lucky enough to receive over Christmas that you're very excited about. Tell us all about it. We want to hear what you got think about this right imagine you bump into sam someone obviously safely over two meters away in town and you might say to yourself oh new coat did you get that for christmas christmas present is it that is exactly the vibe we want on the show this evening so if you've got something new and you're quite proud of it is there something you're particularly proud of richie that you'd like to maybe stand up in front of the class first this evening Uh, well let me stand in front of you right now and uh, and tell you all about my breakfast in bed tray that i received um (laughs) it's an ikea Classic. It's got uh, it's got fold out fold down flaps, uh, which would uh, go over your thighs if you're in bed, uh, and you'd be able to have your uh, your toast, your cereal, uh, your orange juice, uh, whatever you fry up on your your breakfast in bed table. I've repurposed it. Uh, this evening, the reason it's front of mind is because I'm broadcasting from the main bedroom this evening and I've got my laptop on the breakfast in bed table. I'm broadcasting from it right now. What a promise and what a gift of a thing to get for Christmas. It, it, but it does split into two different ways, right? Because it's either breakfast in bed, which is brilliant, you're being looked after, or there's an undercurrent of, you remember that movie Misery by Stephen King where uh, <laughs> he's kept in his pyjamas and is not allowed to leave the bedroom? There's an undercurrent uh, the misery- of that as well. So, the misery bit is broadcasting from home on it. Oh, there we are. Yeah, we've arrived at the actual movie. Just don't knock one of my porcelain penguins out of due north. 
Samantha's got in touch. A new Garmin Forerunner 245. She loves it. It's made her run pretty much every day since. Fantastic. Well, you got to watch out with this tech now that tells you how many steps you've done and you know how far you've moved during the day because sometimes it can make quite painful reading in the evening if you've only done like <laughs> five yards, that kind of thing. I forgot to mention earlier on, I actually got some socks from my parents-in-law uh, that stay upright in your Dr. Martin boots. You remember we talked about it at the tail end of 2020 when uh, I was saying that my socks kept rolling down to the bottom of my feet when I was walking around in my DMs. These socks stay up right now. Problem solved. It's amazing. You were you were being suggested to buy builder's socks, I seem to remember. Well, it's, it's a, I'm going to call it a miracle sock. 100% miracle sock. So I'm chuffed with that. Uh, Dan Pryor's got in touch on Twitter. He says, guys, my wife only got me one Christmas gift because the shops got shut for tier four at such short notice. But he has got himself and he sent in a brilliant picture. And we urge any of you this evening listening to this. Uh, go one further and tweet us a little photo of you with your gift. He's holding a pack of bath salts, which he absolutely <laughs> loves. Good for you, Dan. Uh, a Bluetooth speaker for the bathroom for absolute 80s, says Bella. Uh, she says it, of course, also holds a beer can. I never have to leave the bath if anyone rings me. It's genius. Uh, Nicole says, my top gift has made my Microsoft Teams calls so much more warm and fluffy. And it's an amazing, is that a slanket? Is that the name for it? I think it might be a slanket. Uh, I think you're right. It's, it looks amazing. It would make even the dullest call exciting. Uh, Katie says, a pizza stone. I can make every Everyone else food. Uh, Matt Carter sending a photo of what he calls his knee pillow, but it just looks like a sponge hole, which looks like <laughs> something you might get online in, in kind of nondescript <laughs> packaging, if you catch my drift. We're Thanks back. For that. Thanks for getting involved. We're back. We're back in the house. Uh, we've got Alex on the line. Let's speak to Alex. Alex, tell everybody what your amazing gift was for Christmas. I have got uh, two alpaca walking experiences. Wow, that's an amazing thing. So just to confirm, you've got two alpaca walking experiences. Normally one would be amazing, but do you feel yeah. that the second alpaca walking experience might be like, because you've just done it before, it'd be less of an amazing surprise, or you just will love it so much you're going to go twice? No, I think I'll, I'll love it so much. I'll be happy to go twice. Do you know whether you're guaranteed the same alpaca on the second time? Because I'd just be a little <laughs> bit worried. Say, say, for the, say, for example, you went for a walk with... Dave on walk number one, you came yeah. back for your second alpaca experience and it's with Fred and you're like, I prefer Dave. Yeah, well, it's actually at two different places, so um, it might, that, that's not going to happen, but yeah, hopefully I can steal two and bring them home with me. Yeah, I mean, it would be one amazing thing though. Uh, can you, are you allowed to ride alpacas? Are alpacas rideable? I don't think they are. What is an alpaca? Is it like a, a goat come a camel? Yeah, it's like a llama, but with a shorter neck. And yeah, goat come camel. Yeah, and and they're a bit more gentle than llamas. Llamas can be a bit grumpy, I think. Which which are the ones that like gob at you when they're annoyed? Like doing loads of spitting and stuff like. Is that llamas? <laughs> yeah, alpacas do do it sometimes, but not as often. That's because they're part goat. Yeah, <laughs> so they're just trying to eat well, you. Got... I think we're going to have to get Richie one of these walking experiences just so he can get it out in his mind what they actually are. So you can come with me if you want. Oh, that'd be amazing. Well, what a very kind offer. Thank you very much, Alex. That's all right. You're very welcome. Bush, I need to tell you what happened in our house. Well, actually not our actual house, next door's house on Christmas Day and how I have saved a life. This sounds like uh, an EastEnders Christmas Day special, this, already. 
so, as ever, I've been looking after the neighbours' cats over Christmas and New Year. And when I went in on Christmas Day evening, around about 10.45 in the evening, went in to feed the cats and in their kitchen was a massive blackbird. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. <laughs> well, um, was it all right? <laughs> well, it's in a kitchen with two cats. So, you know, we've all seen cartoons. That's, that's not where it should be. No, Mass yeah. panic. Mass panic. I mean, it's, it's, fla- it's flapping around. Uh, there are black feathers going everywhere. I'm immediately thinking, what am I going to do here? Because this thing ain't going to last in here. So I had to uh, yeah. go and t- had to go and turn upside down a massive like Tupperware storage unit that all the cat food was in to then plonk over the top of this blackbird and take out into the back garden to save it from the uh, the cats that were figuratively speaking licking their lips and. Uh, sharpening their claws ready for uh, some Christmas yeah. meal and take this thing out into the dead of the night. But it's not the way you want to end your Christmas day. Well, what about that, though? So I'm thinking Sylvester or whatever here from the world of cartoons. It would have just been a load of feathers floating around seconds later if you hadn't got there and saved the bird. I, I've, I've seen stuff online before where... You remember we read these stories where, like, foxes or wolves and that come back to just stare at the end of the garden as kind of a thank you to someone that's that saved them. Do you think that bird might come back in the future and leave you a present or something? Do you know what I mean? If it wasn't so dark outside right now, I'd look out the bedroom window and see it there on on a fence post at the end of the garden. (laughs) I think that's what's going to happen. What an amazing thing. You've saved a life. I've saved a life. So it it begs the question, have you done this? Uh, If you have saved the life of uh, some creature from the animal kingdom, we'd love to hear about it this evening. Get in touch with us. 8.12.15 for your texts. Your tweet to Absolute Radio. Diana says, I saved a hedgehog which had fallen down a small drain hole by my house. Wow, that's a lovely thing. I hope, you know, the hedgehog was grateful. I hope these animals are grateful. That's the main thing. Just to throw my hat in the ring on this, weirdly, it's blackbird related as well. Uh, We've got a wood burner in our house. And me and my eldest daughter, Erin, were sat there watching the Cartoon Network or something just the other side of Christmas. Heard this really weird commotion coming from inside the wood burner. Now, it wasn't on or anything. It was empty. There was no logs or anything there at all. Completely empty, just the glass front on it. And I was like, oh, my word, what on earth is that? So I walked over, trying to be brave dad, opened up the door of the wood burner, and the bird, this blackbird, flew out of the wood burner at about 100 miles an hour, covered in soot, hit about four or five different walls, like bang, 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 and then flew out of the house. So I technically saved it, because obviously it wouldn't want to have just stuck around in a wood burner for that amount of time. But still, they seem to get themselves into scrapes, don't they, these animals? Do you know what? This puts a whole new angle on the blackbird next door in the neighbour's house. Maybe, uh, there's me um, assuming that it had been brought in by the cats. If it had come in itself and there was actually some thing in the blackbird community where they're being encouraged to spend a night over Christmas inside a human's house, maybe that's what was going on. But this is the thing. I mean, I'm sure I saw this on uh, Country File or something the other day. They were suggesting, and we've suggested it on this radio show as well, that, that nature has got a bit emboldened by the fact that all us human beings are staying indoors. So maybe they are kind of like venturing into places they normally wouldn't go to. I mean, I always think about that blackbird inside the, um, the wood burner, which is just a glass screen. It could have been watching us a little bit like the way we watch TV. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
Uh, Lee Jarvis wants to nominate his friend Lindsay, who once saved a duckling that was stranded on a dam. Sounds like a children's book. What a beautiful thing. And Louise from Nottingham has been on on text. Says, Evening, guys. I once chased a cat around outside of an A&E department because it had a mouse in its mouth. I did it. It did eventually drop it, and the mouse ran off. I got some laughs from my colleagues. You know, it's a little bit, you know, like when people do nature documentaries, they're not supposed to get involved and intervene. I do wonder whether sometimes you're not supposed to do that when you see it in the outside world. Do you know what I mean? Let nature take its course. <laughs> uh, well, uh, see what your opinion is on this story from Kev. He says, I was on my way to my local shop for some beer, and I, I nearly stood on this. He's attached a picture of what I think is a little wren. It might not be. He says, I picked it up, put it in my pocket and went and got my beer. That was my number one priority. Then, on the way back, I managed to place the bird back as near as possible to the hedge. Why I took it shopping, I don't know. Uh, Zoe says, I saved a fox from my cat last night. The cat had poor Foxy pinned against a wall and was just thumping it. I dashed out and grabbed the cat, letting the fox make a getaway. My cat is still sulking with me, as though I've somehow permanently damaged his street cred. Do you know what? I want that fox, that chastened fox, to send a message back to all the other foxes. I genuinely feel like foxes have got a little bit cocky, particularly over the past <laughs> few months. So it's quite good that he's, he's uh, I don't know, he's had a little bit of a warning. It's like that bit in the original Batman where they've, he hangs the robber over the, the building and says, tell all your friends about me. It's like that. <laughs> uh, Andy's been on. He says, I want to save the life of a slow worm from the clutches of a crow. Uh, it never came back and thanked me for it, though. It just did a little poo in my hand. Ah. Oh. Oh. Surely that was the crow's dinner as well. That's a good point. Like, if you're intervening, that's like me trying to take a, a chicken off you when you're in, like, Tesco. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm intervening in nature. That's his tea. Uh, John from Enfield says, I once swerved to avoid a mouse crossing the slip road onto the M20 in Kent, proudly saving its life. As I straightened up and drove off, I watched in my mirror as a magpie then swooped and took it off for dinner. <laughs> I think that's what the Lion King movie calls the circle of life. No, it's the M20. Here we go. Absolute Radio. Pay your bills. Right, it's time to ring one of you up. £2,000 on the line. Hopefully this isn't going to be a damp squib. During the last song, we've actually tried this number a couple of times. No one's picked up. So this could be a a real anti-climax. But let's make that call. £2,000. Who's it going to be? Just someone. Please pick up. Hello, who's this? It's Bush and Richie here from Absolute Radio. Oh, hey, 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 Rich, how are you doing? Yeah, we're good. Who's this? <laughs> it's Terry, Terry Clasper. Wow, what's your surname, my friend? Terry? Clasper, C-L-A-S-P-E-R. Fantas- what a fantastic name. Sounds like someone from a children's nursery rhyme. Oh, Terry Clasper. I'm just a northeastern name. I don't know. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take their word for it. <laughs> Terry, <laughs> how's your first day back been, fella? You sound out of breath. Are you an athlete? No, oh, God. No, no. a long way from me. I've just come out of the gym, though. I am trying. <laughs> Keeping yourself trim during the lockdown, then, have you, Terry? Um, I'm just trying to lose what I put on. That was that's essentially... I'm, I'm, I'm detoxing after retoxing. And uh, what do you do, Terry? Are you working from home? What's, uh, what's, what's the world according to Terry? I, I am working from home at the moment. I'm a civil servant. Not really interesting. I'm as boring as it sounds, but that's, that's how I like it. Okay. And have you spent... It's a bit expensive, isn't it, Christmas? It's a lot of money overall when you when you get the other side of it, isn't it, Terry? It, it, it can be. It can be, yes. 
<laughs> this, this one, even though we couldn't go anywhere, it didn't seem to affect the amount of money that we spent. So if there was a bill at the top of your pile that needs paying, what is it, Terry? Probably my credit card. <laughs> You've been hammering the credit card as we head through the festive period. Well, do you know what, Terry? What a cracking start to 2021. Richie and I are here to call to tell you that you've just won yourself £2,000 thanks to Absolute Radio Pays Your Bills. Wow, that's amazing. Hey, thanks, guys. The phone rang three times. I didn't answer it because I thought it was work. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just two Herberts off the radio. They want to give you money to pay your bills. <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant, guys. Thanks for that. Oh, Amazing. You, you can spend it on whatever you want. I mean, you, you mentioned there that uh, the credit card was obviously one thing that's kind of, you know, a bit of a nightmare at the moment. Any other stuff that you might use this £2,000 on? There's somebody to ride my bike for me, so I don't, I don't have to do it. <laughs> I don't think that's how you lose weight, Terry, by someone else riding the exercise bike for you. <laughs> yeah, I think my credit card bill is big enough. I need to get rid of it so I can get ready to put it back on again for next year. That's the spirit. That's the spirit, Terry. Oh, guys, that's fantastic. Thank you for that. Congratulations. £2,000. We trust that you'll pay bills with it. Just enjoy it. <laughs> Cheers, guys. I will do. The soundtrack to you knocking up some kind of dinner from leftover Christmas food. This is Bush and Ritchie with Home Time on Absolute Radio. Uh, I want to dedicate that last song, if I may, to my best mate's mum, Georgie Morey. Good old Georgie, uh, my mate Jeff's mum. So he's one of those brilliant mums, you know, when you're, when you're a kid and you go over to their house after school, you can, like, muck about. And she'd, uh, when we were a bit older as well, we used to be allowed, at least to run a pub, so we were allowed down into the bar and all that kind of stuff. Good old days, the good days in Brixham. So I love Georgie Morey, and I felt really bad when I heard over Christmas that she had a black eye over the entire festive period. And this is what happened to her. She accidentally hit herself in the face, opening the wheelie bin to put some rubbish in the bin on Boxing Day. <laughs> I, 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 mean, I mean, the wheelie bin flaps away from you. How, how has she gone and done that? I think she's gone and... I'm trying to work it out. Almost like trying to recreate it in our backyard the other day. What she's obviously done is, obviously, no offence to Georgie, she might think, I'm not, I can't be bothered to go right the way around the wheelie bin and drop the rubbish in. I'll just kind of lift it from this side. And then it's gone back and hit her in the face like like a wily e. coyote in a frying pan in a cartoon, <laughs> a little bit. But she's, so she's had a black eye right the way through Christmas, and it seemed to me from Twitter, just observing stuff over the past you know week or so, Christmas seems to be a time of accidents where people end up getting these little stupid, weird, festive accidents. So for example, Katie, my other half, managed to properly burn. I always call it a mum burn, because my mum always used to have these burns when we were kids. Mums always get burns on the very top of their, their hands. You know, if you were to turn your hand over to get something out of the oven, mums always get a burn on the top of that bit of the hand. She did that over Christmas, getting the Christmas dinner out of the oven. So maybe, maybe this final hour of the show, we have a little clinic uh, here on Home Time for festive injuries. I can't offer too much up on this one because I think I've got away with it. Although what I will let you know about is I got a pair of new trainers uh, for Christmas. But these are running trainers. Very excited Ooh. about them. Uh, so I went and did a 5K on Boxing Day. Uh, that's, that's hardly running them in. Um, and uh, yeah, that, I was so sore the next day. I re- it really should have just been a little jog around the block, run these things in. But no, I was too excited. I'm worried. I saw the photo of them. They do look like fantastic trainers. There's quite a quite thick sole, though, aren't they? I was worried that you might like bounce over a fence if you go too fast <laughs> on those bad boys. <laughs> that might have been part of the problem. 
first through to the triage is Mike. A uh, rogue piece of cereal cracked a tooth on Boxing Day. Emergency dentist, wow. 45 minutes of increasingly frantic tooth plying, failed to extract all of it. I'm back for more next week. That is unbelievable. I want to know what item of cereal can actually crack your tooth. I mean, it's got to be in the uh, the muesli uh, or granola market. Do you granola. Think? It's got to be granola. Please clarify, Celia fell off a curb, uh, tore her ligaments and chipped a bone, oh. and she's got her foot in plaster for four more weeks. Celia, I, I'm sorry for smirking. Uh, Mr. Pesty Pest, interesting name on Twitter. <laughs> Trip to A&E when the poached egg I did in the microwave exploded in my face. Poached eggs in the microwave. I feel that this, this particular piece on the show is asking more questions than it's giving answers. Heather says, I soberly fell down the stairs two weeks before Christmas. I tore ligaments in my ankle. Oh. I've only just returned to work. Do you know, the worst thing is for me, I, I, if you ever have fallen down the stairs, anyone listening to this right now is properly, legitimately fallen down the stairs. When you tell other people, I bet they don't believe you. Do you know what I mean? I agree. I mean, I'm sat there thinking about Heather and thinking, sober, really? Were you? Yeah, exactly. Or maybe I need to put in a call to Neil, an intervention. <laughs> I don't know who Neil is, but hypothetical character. Uh, Pinky says, I was in the shower on New Year's Eve, shaving my legs like you do. I somehow threw the razor in the air accidentally and sliced a part of my fingernail off. It hurt so oh. much. I was trying not to pass out when I finished my shower. Oh, gosh. This is an amazing one from Lucy. She says, Christmas Eve, I was baking a gingerbread house for my husband as a gift. I stepped backwards, carrying a tray of roof, and trod on a tiny plastic tractor the toddler had abandoned. I've still not got all of it out of my foot. That is awful. Oh, I bet a lot of parents listening to that right now are wincing. You can imagine exactly how that feels. Uh, Matt says the wife fell through the ceiling putting the Christmas decorations away the other night. He says divorce proceedings are on the way. And Bill says I put my back out rubbing my eye as I woke up. It's as dramatic as it sounds. Wow. Uh, ben has run into the patio door on Christmas Eve, bruised forehead and broken nose. Uh, ben says oh. the air was blue, but luckily he had a skin full, otherwise it would have hurt more. That would have been like a, like a big grown-ups version of Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds with him whacking against the door <laughs> like that. It's unbelievable. Uh, Susan says she got a paper cut from the only letter that got delivered on probably the only day over Christmas there was post. And she adds, <laughs> they sting forever. <laughs> uh, David sliced his finger open on the foil bit getting some ibuprofen out for his wife uh, says the pack should advise to wear gardening gloves while opening loving these uh, if you have a festive injury we are still seeing patients right the way through till 7 o'clock you can tweet us now at Absolute Radio Well, there's your lot. There's your podcast. Um, the first podcast of 2021 is about to end. And uh, we're going to end uh, by bringing back an old favourite from last year uh, and say a congratulations to Bill Bailey for winning uh, Strictly Come Dancing 2020. I, I would say, and I, I don't want to overplay our part in this, but when Bill, a couple of years ago, played keyboard for us on a whim that ended up being the outcue of our podcast, I feel like we set him on a trajectory that led him to win Strictly Come Dancing. So it shows what the power is of this podcast. If you end up playing a little song to conclude it for us, you could be winning Strictly too, just like Bill. 
Great news for Emma Jones from The Breakfast Show. She'll be winning uh, Strictly 2023. Uh, maybe you'd like to guarantee your place. Uh, if there's a song that you've got in your mind, you, you're thinking, God, this would end the boys' podcast really nicely. You know how to get in touch. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. It's the podcast has officially come to an end. 